And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. You look marvelous. And I I really do mean that. You look great. Don't let anyone in your life tell you you don't. I don't know how you smell because, you know, I can't. Well, I can't really smell you right now. Ooh, is that an issue of COVID? No, it's just that we're, you know, going over the podcast waves and I can't smell you. Today, if you're listening live, September 22nd, 2020, it's the first day of fall. Yay! Yes, the Northern Hemisphere has begun. It's autumnal equinox. Yes. Oh, such a wonderful thing. I have one question as the first day of fall falls in DFW, the Metroplex where I reside. Why can I not get Coca-Cola zero in the regular size cans at Sam's club or Walmart? What is going on? Do we have a Sam's club Walmart fight going on with Coca-Cola? Is that what's happening? Because if we do, that is not acceptable. I will not have it. Only thing left at the local Walmart yesterday was the little cans of Coca-Cola Zero. The 7.5 fluid ounce cans of Coca-Cola Zero. Did I purchase them? <laughs> You're darn right I did. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I want to talk a little bit about Amy Locaine. She's an actress. She's been, uh, you know, she was on Melrose Place and she's been in uh, several movies. And she has also been in prison for two and a half years. And also served her... (sighs) Served her parole. Okay? So now, according to these headlines, which I, I will show you how wrong they are, says that she refuses to fully acknowledge her culpability in the crash. The crash killed 60-year-old Helene Seaman and severely injured Seaman's husband. (sighs) State Superior Court Judge Angela Borkowski sentenced her to eight years in state prison. State law requires her to serve more than six before being eligible for parole. Okay? It was incredible that this happens since she's already served her time. Okay. It also in the same story where they talk about her still refusing to fully acknowledge her culpability says she apologized to the family in a brief statement and then was placed in handcuffs and taken into custody by court deputies after the proceeding. Wow. And yet we still say she still refuses to fully acknowledge her culpability in the crash. Well, She said she was sorry, and she's paid her time and her debt to society. Well, I guess that's not true. Okay? I guess that's not true. So, last year, a different judge sentenced her to five years, but an appeals court ruled he didn't follow guidelines that it had set and ordered yet another sentencing. Her attorney argued, of course, unsuccessfully, that the sentencing her again would violate double jeopardy protections. Uh, yeah? since she's already completed her initial sentence and a parole term. Now, she wasn't indicted for drunken driving, by, but a state expert testified that her blood alcohol level was 
likely about three times the legal limit, and she was driving roughly 53 miles an hour in a 35 at the time of the crash. Uh, the man, Fred Seaman, who nearly died of his injuries in the crash, attended the proceedings and said, uh, Locaine's shifting of blame shows contempt for this court and the jury that rendered the verdict. Okay. The judge, of course, took a similar view and said her past alcohol abuse makes her a risk of reoffending. Now, she hasn't had any alcohol abuse since this. All right. I'm not, and I am not condoning what she did. Uh, she made the conscious decision to drink. She continued to drink. She drove drunk and that is wrong. We can all agree on that. Okay. She's taken full responsibility and the judge wouldn't take into effect that her current sobriety and her work counseling others against alcohol abuse. Okay. Now she has time to appeal this sentence but she's still in custody right now we're waiting to hear from the appeal uh, about the double jeopardy question i you know according to witnesses she consumed several drinks before she headed home on the night of the accident slammed in the seaman's car as it turned into the driveway in this was in new jersey now the actress contended a third motorist whose car locate had bumped into at a traffic light minutes early distracted her by honking at and chasing her okay so, and that's what they decided. So, all right. Okay. Now the appellate court ruled that the actress must be sentenced for a third time on charges of vehicular homicide and assault by auto in connection with the death in 2010, saying that her sentence was excessively lenient. The appellate court ruled that the third sentencing must be performed by a new judge because Superior Court Judge Robert Reed, who presided over the trial and the first two sentencings, did not follow the appellate court's ruling after the county prosecutor's office appealed successfully the first sentencing as being too lenient. And the appellate court wrote that Reed, in sentencing Locaine a second time to the same sentence as the first time, acted contrary to our decision. Now, when he resentenced Locaine, he said there's no legitimate reason to send Locaine back to prison other than retribution. Uh, yeah. He said, while I respect the ruling of the court, I'm disappointed and disagree with the judge's decision, and we will examine all available legal options to challenge today's decision. Her behavior since the crash shows she's not a danger to society. All right, since her release from prison, she has uh, experienced uh, you know, all her triggers. She's estranged from her husband and separation from her children that you know, was a, a part of the reason that led her to drink. She's passed all the alcohol and drug screenings during her parole. She lives a sober life. All right. Now, and nobody is downplaying the seriousness of what happened, but she's done her time. The jury found her guilty of second-degree vehicular homicide. She was acquitted of a more serious charge of aggravated manslaughter, an offense that would have netted her up to 30 years in prison. She was found guilty of assault by auto, drunken driving, leaving the scene of an accident, and reckless driving. Okay? 
The original decision, the appellate panel wrote, is the 50, anyone convicted of second-degree vehicular homicide must serve a minimum of three years in prison, even if sentenced as a third-degree offender. And the sentence immediately drew fire from the prosecutor's office and the family. She admitted she was intoxicated after drinking. Uh, this is how mad of a horrible person she is, and this is what took place in the trial. And I'm just, I'm just amazed at this, at this story about Amy Lucane. And I have no connection with her other than just the story of what happened to her. She, and this proves what kind of horrible person she was. She admitted she was intoxicated after drinking about two or three cups of wine, then got into her own vehicle to drive home. Worst mistake of her life. She's even said that. Should not have done it. Okay. During the barbecue, uh, one of the people at the barbecue said that uh, he heard Locaine yell an expletive with earshot of her children and did not appear to be sorry she had done so oh my gosh what a horrible person she also saw her trip on one of the children okay he saw her trip on one of her children as they were trying to cling to her leg she was holding a glass of wine and she kind of giggled about it rather than take care of her kid wait that means that she's a bad person okay all right. So seven years after she was involved in this fatal car accident, the parties in a federal lawsuit have reached out of court settlement for $4.8 million. So the family's already got almost $5 million. Nothing replaces a life. No question. But that's already done, right? They've already settled that. That was through an insurance company and uh, who had hosted a barbecue earlier in the day uh, of the family but the family the insurance company of the family that had hosted the barbecue in princeton where she was drinking okay now remember the headline amy lacone still refuses to fully acknowledge her culpability in the crash that killed 60 year old helene seaman and severely injured seaman's husband well they settled for 4.8 million dollars that was apparently that was enough for uh, uh to acknowledge she told Entertainment Weekly that the 2010 accident um, was the biggest mistake of her life. She was trying to make the situation better by talking to students about the dangers of driving intoxicated. She joined AA and has remained sober since. So she has taken responsibility. And she, uh, she apologized. I don't know what more she was supposed to do. I guess get down on her knees and beg for forgiveness. Uh, she was sentenced to prison. She was sentenced to three years in prison with parole. Uh, she talked about being in prison, how dehumanizing it was. And that's, you know, of course, I mean, that's you're in prison. It's, it's a horrible, horrible thing. She talked about having to take a shower with 60 other women, no privacy. Uh, guards went through her mail. She couldn't keep cards. And she has uh, very little memory of the accident, uh, bits and pieces, because she was really drunk, right? Now, they talked about the accident and what happened afterward. And uh, one of the people that were there, um, I, the police officer and one of the uh, EMS guys, said that uh, Locaine, with a smile spread across her face, got out of the SUV, spun around, and fell back into the ditch. Okay. I don't know that she it was a smile, but she was really drunk. She said one of the EMS officers was a friend. And so she was, you know, of course she's drunk. So she said, hi. And at that time, she didn't know that there had been 
any kind of uh, uh, horrible acts, horrible human accident, right? She knew she was in an accident. It's just incredible. So they found her guilty and she was sentenced to prison for three years. She served two and a half years, released in 2015, okay? did her parole, got it over, okay? And now they say that's not enough and they put her back into jail. Just incredible. That cannot stand. Right, that cannot stand. I mean, you've been tried and convicted and sentenced, served your time, full time. You served your time in prison and parole time, all the way it was supposed to have been done. You settled financially with the family, and now they're making you go back to jail. That is un-American. I, I, I don't believe it. I, I, it's hard for me to believe that this actually took place in America. Uh, just amazing. Anyway, I've had this story stuck in my craw or in the <laughs> my cockles for the last few days. I just, I can't believe it that this happened in America. But maybe, you know, if you're an attorney, I probably, you know, okay, talk to me. Tell me. Chewing the fat at theblaze.com. Email me and let me know. WTF because I don't buy it you're supposed to uh, serve your time get out and you're supposed to be done with it and there's other issues surrounding that that I have a problem with too the non-voting the getting a job that kind of thing is really uh, uh, another thing that sticks in my craw from time to time because you go to jail you serve your time you get out that's supposed to be it but we don't believe in that anymore. But now we don't even believe in going to jail, serving your time and getting out. And then we're unhappy with how much time you got. So we're going to throw you back in jail. No, 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 no. That is un-American. I, that cannot stand. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat here on the Blaze Podcast Network. You probably heard about, uh, well, if you didn't, uh, you're hearing about it now. Uh, Facebook and the Blaze have been at battle over publishing. Facebook, uh, you know, is ready to uh, demonetize the Blaze and and stop sharing uh, the Blaze stories. So if you, uh, you know, if you are following the Blaze on Facebook, you won't see the stories, you know, the shadow banning that takes place uh, is just incredible. Unless you go to the specific site, you won't see anything. You won't see it on your timeline. Um, I mean, they do that with your your friends as well. It's really, really ridiculous how uh, Twitter and Facebook does that. Facebook does it even more. I mean, they, uh, you know, if you haven't heard from someone in a while, they stop showing uh, their posts. Well, the point is, is I follow someone or like their page. I want to see their post when they post it. If they don't post something, then I won't see it. I, we, we've been down this road before. And then we also have, um, so we have that battle going on. Uh, you know, we have the battle that blaze and Facebook, uh, Twitter is, is really on a track of, uh, shadow banning and, uh, shutting down accounts for, you know, false information, 
Well, you know, guess what? I mean, why doesn't Twitter just say, do your own homework? I mean, we're past that. I know. I understand that. But I just wish that these uh, companies would just say, do your own homework. Everything you, guess what? Everything you see here may not be true or real. (laughs) You have to decide. (laughs) Personal responsibility. It's America. I mean, I know that. No, I know I'm kidding myself. I know. I know. And then we had the story with Joe Rogan and Spotify. Uh, Apparently, uh, Spotify staffers are a little upset that they have to put Joe Rogan podcasts up without being able to edit, uh, without being able to put content flags, trigger warnings, references to fact-checked information, or whether they decide, you know what, we're just not going to post that episode at all. Oh, Okay. You, I would have thought that Joe would have really put that in part of his deal. And maybe he did. Maybe this is, you know, maybe this is just employees all wound up that he got a hundred million dollar deal from the company and Spotify's like, that's not who we really are. And the, uh, you know, the head of Spotify's like, yeah, it is. We like people to come here. Uh, that's the deal. Not everybody can be Michelle Obama. And we don't care about that. What we care about is bringing people to the platform. (laughs) That's the idea. Get it? Uh, Spotify staffers. That's what pays your bills. Anyway, uh, and remember, we talked about the, uh, we touched on uh, Alex Jones not coming over when they moved everything over to Spotify's platform. So, you know, that's where you get the Joe Rogan experience on Spotify exclusively. Uh, and now he claims that, uh, you know, it's still up on his YouTube page, but Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos, Gavin McGinnis, all missing episodes as they, uh, you know, as they came over and, uh, started putting the old interviews and shows up on Spotify. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, does Joe walk? Does uh, Spotify say, yes, keep the employees? I mean, it's really, 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 really strange. Uh, The Spotify staffers, you know, they're stepping up demands. What are you talking about? You work for this company. Just do your jobs. It's just amazing what is going on in uh, what used to be America. So, and now, you know, they're all pissed because... Rogan came out. He shouldn't have done it. He should not have done it, but he felt the need to do it where he came out and apologized for, uh, you know, he did his retraction on Instagram saying that, uh, you know, he, in his last podcast, he, uh, he said something about, uh, they arrested people for lighting forest fires. They've arrested left wing people for lighting these forest fires, uh, air quote activists. This stuff isn't widely being reported. Now, uh, he came out and said, oh, I said something on the podcast about people getting arrested for lighting fires. I got duped. It was wrong. Okay. So, you know what? Uh, you know, instead of saying it on his next podcast and saying, Hey, you know what I said last time, you know, he came out and he apologized. Okay. No problem. Uh, you know, I got it. But uh, the staffers are like, they want, we should edit that and get rid of those and uh, cut that section out and inform people. And, well, no. I, I know that's maybe what Facebook and, and Twitter would do. 
but uh you know it, i don't understand how people don't understand that it's you that matters you it's very hard for me to believe that people cannot take their own responsibility. Now, Joe did. Uh, you know, we'll say that. Let's, you know, as a backup a little bit. Look, he said something that he thought was wrong. He came out afterward and said, you know what? I was wrong. Sorry. Uh, you know, I'm dumb. I didn't do my own homework. I always talk about doing my own homework. Uh, you know, I was stupid. Okay. Great. Thank you. Uh, thanks for letting me know. I appreciate it. Because if I had been listening... I may have said, I don't know that that's true. I don't think that's true. Or is that all true? You know, maybe it's mostly true or mostly false. But that's be called doing my own homework. And that's silly. <laughs> that's silly when I could just count on Facebook and Twitter and, and Spotify now to go through and tell me what's right and what's wrong. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great. Ugh. It's just, we are in an agonizing place. We are in an agonizing place. All right, I got to go to the break room. I need something to drink, even if it is a 7.5 ounce can. It's still cold and it's refreshing. Oh my gosh, it is still cold and refreshing. That, my friends. As a fact, as long as we're in the break room, uh, the question I asked yesterday, how about those Emmys? <laughs> how about those Emmys? I'm not going to break down. We broke down the shows and everything yesterday. You can go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. Uh, if you want to get, uh, you know, the winners and uh, the shows that won and my recap of the show, but I would just want, there's a f- couple other stories that I didn't get to. Uh, one, I couldn't because they hadn't released it. The numbers all time low viewing. Doesn't surprise me. Nielsen said 6.1 million people watched the Emmys on Sunday night. Wow. Last year, they thought it was horrible when it was 6.9 million viewers watching the Emmys. Uh, That should tell you something. Because what was it? Seven years ago, 2013, they had 17.6 million viewers. Uh, That's, you know, 2013, not a bad year for tv things were really looking up right we started adding all kinds of new shows there were a lot of cool things happening and then we had to you know get to that social justice going on and sure there was nfl on and sure there was basketball on but uh you know the pandemies as jimmy kimmel wanted to call them uh weren't that good weren't that good there could have been a i mean there was a a better way, I think. I, you know, look, they didn't call me. They should have. I would have helped them produce it, and it, you know, I could have helped them produce a lot better show. So Emmys, call me or just email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, and we'll get this thing worked out for you. Cause I got news for you: it ain't gonna get better, even when it's not a pandemic. Okay. When you can all get together and pat each other on the ass and feel good about each other. People still aren't going to watch because your whole social justice thing ain't good. Okay. You got to just be happy for the audience. Be happy for the shows and leave your opinions at home. This pandemic, I mean, they should have partnered with, and I hate to say this, but they should have partnered with like Instagram and just 
you know, showed shots of the stars from their Instagram accounts and then just gone to them live. They could have recorded it earlier. They they knew, they didn't know who the winners were going to be, but they knew who they were going to speak to. And just, anyway, I digress. I don't want to give them any ideas because then they, you know, they get my, get my ideas for free and I don't want that. Then we could talk about that. And I meant to talk about these two things yesterday and I, and I didn't get to them. The uh, in memoriam segment uh, with uh, Grammy winning artist, her she was actually really good she has a great voice and it was really really good she started with the princess nothing compares to you and uh it was it was really good no question about it but uh she uh and then she stepped away and they had chadwick boseman of course and you know they had all the all the people that that passed away this past year and it was it was really nice they did forget uh kelly preston weird and they did forget Olivia de Havilland. Weird. Uh, just a couple of big stars that, ah, just, you know, we didn't get to it. You know, we didn't get to it. Oh. Okay. No problem. Now, I wonder what the generic excuse is that they use every year when they forget someone in memoriam. They had plenty of time for those executives <laughs> I don't know how many I don't know how many were in the the montage of the in memoriam but there were a number of executive and I thought oh okay uh great no problem I mean I, I'm sorry they died uh real sorry that they passed away I don't want anybody to die and I'm sure that all the people in the TV industry know who executive is and or was but I just, you know, they've got to have their generic excuse. And their generic excuse has got to be, it's time constraints. We wanted to get to everything, but we just couldn't. And of course, highlighted on the Emmys website, they acknowledge that not every celeb who has died this year would be featured in their tribute. It's time constraints. <laughs> of course. Of course it is. And they went through a thing of what people have been doing during the pandemic. And they had those stars, you know, at home. And they were, you know, trying to be funny and working in their flower garden, drinking and cutting, you know, cutting flowers and growing and drinking and partying, whatever. It It was a cute little thing. It was a cute idea. I don't know that it worked as well as it should have. Uh, they, it could have been better, but, uh, Bob Newhart made an appearance. Now I, you know, I love Bob Newhart. I, you know, I got no problem with Bob Newhart, except that Bob is 91 years old now. Okay. That alone isn't a bad thing, but he did not look great. Uh, still look like, did kind of look like Bob Newhart, but you may have said, you know what, Bob? We love you. Maybe, maybe we, we let that go. Maybe we let that go. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know how you decide, how you tell Bob Newhart, you know, no, the guy's, you know, incredible. And he's done, you know, huge things for television. And, and, you know, he's the guy, right? He's one of the guys. So you got to put him in the deal. But he did not look like the spry 91-year-old that you would hope he would look like. <laughs> so let's just leave it at that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love you, Bob, but you did not come off as the spry 91-year-old that we were all hoping to see. And a couple quick uh, entertainment update, and I said they should partner with Instagram, and then I, I go to a story, from uh, the, uh, a post from Christian Bale on his uh, Instagram account, and the post is, if you have a problem with me, call me. If you don't have my number, then that means you don't know me well enough to have a problem. Well, Christian, you know, that's kind of, I know you're trying to be kind of funny and, you know, maybe a little bit aloof that, you know, fans uh, don't like your beliefs. How about you just don't say anything at all? Uh, doing this is just your passive aggressive way of telling people to F off and you're going to do what you want to do and you're going to say what you want to say. We all know that. Okay, we got it. And just because uh, we don't have your phone number to give you a call doesn't mean we can't have a problem with you since you like to shoot off the mouth and tell everybody how you feel. So that's you get to have a problem with people that want to be out there in the public eye. That's just the way it is. But it's okay, Christian. I got you, babe. Don't worry about it. I'm with you. And uh, it's also being reported that Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy is going to be the next James Bond that's going to be a different James Bond. Uh, I like Tom Hardy. He's been in some, I mean, he's been in some great stuff. He's done some really good things. Uh, I, you know, a lot of his work is really good, especially, I mean, Peaky Blinders and Taboo and, you know, he was in Capone. I don't know if you know, Capone was, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, he's been in, uh, uh, the Reverend and Mad Max and stuff. I like Tom Hardy. I like his work, but as the new, James Bond, Oof, that's a, I, I'm looking forward to seeing if he can pull that off. Uh, that's a, that'd be a, that's a new James Bond. All right. Remember, I try to uh, keep away from uh, politics and, you know, I try to do, find some fun stories and try to, you know, just, just kind of loosen it up a little bit. We all get hammered so much, but I just want to, you know, do some headlines that you should know, but you don't want to, I get it. But you should know. So uh, I'm just going to go through these headlines. And, you know, you should know, but, you know, you don't want to. Governor DeSantis in Florida proposes new law cracking down on looters and violent protesters. Uh, anyone found guilty of throwing objects at police and law enforcement officers would be subject to a minimum six-month jail sentence. It also imposes felony penalties for protesters who block roadways, topple monuments, or harass people. That's, uh, you know, being proposed. It is not a, a rule or a law yet. Uh, the Department of Justice released details on why three U.S. cities were designated anarchist jurisdictions. Uh, they identified these cities as being cities that permitted extremist violence and destruction of property to continue while taking action to stop criminal acts. New York City, Portland, Seattle, anarchist jurisdictions. Louisville police declare a state of emergency as the city braces for Brianna Taylor decision. Oh, that's Brianna, not Brianna. I got it. The grand jury decision is expected soon over whether to charge the three Louisville officers who fired shots during a March raid on Taylor's apartment. <sighs> Nebraska Democrat smears veteran who committed suicide as white supremacist after alleged self-defense shooting. No evidence needed. We're just going to say, hey, he committed suicide. Uh, you know, white supremacist ties. He shot a black man who had been allegedly attacking his business. Eh, doesn't matter. 87% of NYC bars, restaurants, couldn't make August rent. 
survey found that uh, the New York City restaurants, bars, and nightlife venues could not pay their full rent, 87%. Wow. NYC restaurants uh, consider the 25 cent or the 25% indoor cap Armageddon. Yeah, we talked about that already. And uh, we talked about how bad that really is for the restaurants. And, uh, you know, six, with the Yelp deal, right? 60% are gone for good. Oh, sure, some of them are going to come back, but, uh, for sure. But just, you know. <sighs> anyway, these are headlines that you should know, but, you know, you don't want to know. And the probe of the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs causing panic among elites, according to this headline. The top prosecutor in the U.S. Virgin Islands is seeking more than 20 years of flight logs from Jeffrey Epstein's fleet, and it stirred up quite the panic about many of the rich and famous, according to a new report. So, there's that to look forward to. Be sure to, to, I can't even say the word. I mean, I I want you to do it and I can't even say the word. Be sure to subscribe to Chewing the Fat there. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, Chewing the Fat. If you're listening now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, subscribe. It's real easy. Just pick a platform that you get your podcast from and Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, uh, yeah, even Spotify, uh, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And uh, listen, and you'll be alerted when the daily podcast uh, is there for you. And you can go, ooh, Chewing the Fat Up, and I can listen. It's just that simple. Subscribe to Chewing the Fat Podcast. Thank you. You know, and as long as you're in the subscribing mood, you might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. (laughs) You might as well, okay? Just, you know, go to YouTube and Type in Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher and subscribe and you can click the little, little notification bell and, and you can, you know, subscribe to that as well. Okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. You know, and if you're thinking about, well, geez, the podcast and the YouTube channel are free, but you're part of the Blaze Podcast Network, what about the Blaze TV Network? Well, you can become a member of Blaze TV. That will keep uh, more voices alive, even more important than ever now, since we're in a battle of being uh, demonetized and shadow banned from, uh, from many of the social media accounts. So go to theblazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y. You can use the promo code Jeffy to save some money, and you can subscribe to Blaze TV. And that, in turn, will help keep this show and many other shows on the air, blazetv.com slash Jeffy with the promo code. Jeffy will save you some money. I don't know how much it'll save you. Could be, you know, billions. <laughs> then again, it could be 10 bucks. I'm guessing probably the latter 10 bucks, but you never know. You type in Jeffy and it says, you saved $18 billion. You're going to go, man, I like that promo code a lot. But, when it's just, I say that, and so then it makes the 10 bucks seem like pretty chintzy. So just go to theblazetv.com slash Jeffy and use the promo code Jeffy and save whatever it tells you you save. I think it's 10 bucks. In fact, let's find that out just to be sure. Correct. So if you go to uh, Blaze, and I say correct as in T 
10 bucks, not $18 billion. I know, a surprise. So go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy. And it even tells you on there when you choose your plan, if you use the promo code Jeffy, you save 10 bucks for the uh, yearly pass. So you're welcome. And the money you save there, maybe you could spend on the new Gucci overalls. <laughs> they have the new stained denim overalls, and you can get them for only 1400 bucks. I mean, they're Gucci, so... It's crafted from organic cotton and specifically treated for a stained-like distressed effect. That's the description of the dirty dungarees. Debuted on the runway as part of the, remember the grunge collection that we showed you? Yeah, we talked, I remember talking about this now, the grunge collection. It was actually the Gucci homeless (laughs) selection really is what it looked like. But you can get these uh, stained overalls for 1400 bucks i i like overalls i used to wear them and this is going to come as a surprise wear them all the time when i was younger the you know the farm farmer overalls you know and and i like the way they look on uh females i'm gonna let you in on a little secret i like the way they look on females i know i know just let you a little inside on jeffy and chewy the fat but Great. I mean, the homeless collection, fourteen hundred bucks from Gucci. That's a. It's a little steep. Look, there are no moo-moos by Jeffy. If Gucci is hawking grass-stained overalls for fourteen hundred bucks, I have got to get my moo-moos by Jeffy's up and running. I have got to have this. That is that a Jeffy? Are you wearing Jeffy? Yes, I am. Moo-moos by Jeffy. I've got, and I don't know that they. I know that you know Gucci processes. Uh, without harmful chemicals, pesticides, and artificial fertilizers. But, you know, I can't promise you that my moo-moos will be produced through that cultivation. But you never know. You never know. And you're going to, I tell you, I guarantee you this. I guarantee you this. When moo-moos by Jeffy becomes available, they will not be 1400 bucks a pop. Okay, sure that the USA is now over 200,000 deaths by the coronavirus. Sure, we're over 7 million total cases. Uh, Sure, China, uh, the most populated country in the world with 1,439,323,776 human beings only has 85,297 total cases sure that's happening sure the prime minister of britain is urging britons to go back to working from home he's encouraging them to continue to work from home if they still are and if they aren't get back in there all right we're gonna try to get this thing locked down sure all of that is going on but but ruth bader ginsburg died and we need a new supreme court justice but We're not going to announce who that person is that our president wants to replace her until after her funeral. Well, she's going to lie in repose, okay, at the Supreme Court building this week. And arrangements are going to be allowed for a public viewing despite the pandemic. I'm guessing that if you go to Ginsburg's to see her lying in repose that you can, there's no way possible. Coronavirus will stay away. So she arrives tomorrow, Wednesday, the 23rd of September. 
She's going to be lie in repose at the Supreme Court building on the steps for an outdoor public viewing. Okay. She's going to be placed on the Lincoln, the thing that they built for Lincoln's casket. (laughs) Congress loaned them, loaned it to the Supreme Court for the occasion. It's C-A-T-A-F-A-L-Q-U-E. You know, the table that they built to put the casket on. It's called a, I guess that's a C-A-T-A-F-A-L-Q-U-E, a catafalk, right? A catafalk? Catafalk. Catafalk. Okay, thank you. So there's that to look forward to. And you can guarantee that coronavirus will not have the cojones to show up. So I'm sure you, you'll have to follow you know, travel restrictions and everything, unless you're a politician. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Have you noticed how billions just gets thrown around these days? <laughs> I have, uh, I've just, I've been amazed the last few days how just, it's just billions. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's not like millions. M- billions is what used to be millions. And millions, nothing. Now, for you and me, uh, yeah, a million dollars would be nice to have. But for those people, a million is nothing. All right, so yesterday it was announced that Microsoft's Xbox team uh, significantly expanded its game development studios. They purchased ZeniMax Media, which owns um, Bethesda, Bethesda makes Fallout games and uh, the Elder Scrolls. It also owns ID Software, known for Doom and Rage, and the Wolfstein shooting game franchises. I mean, it was a big deal. My son was, you know, all into it yesterday as, you know, uh, Bethesda, you know, was sold Zenimax to Microsoft. Now, according to Microsoft, you know, they now have um, 23 development studios up from 15, giving it, I mean, the game, the most popular franchises Microsoft now owns. And according to Microsoft, which, you know, a lot of people were worried about is that Bethesda, you know, they are a you know, strong, strong company. They are going to give it, be given its own division and with leadership and structure intact. So they're going to, they, you know, Microsoft claims now that it's going to be, you know, still Bethesda, it's fine. It's all, we're just, we're just taking over. Okay, still same people. Okay, we'll see how that works. I've been through a couple of those takeovers like that, and in the beginning, it seems to be the same. And then it's not. But they paid $7.5 billion in cash. <laughs> if you... Uh, we're a Zenimax guy or woman or person or whatever you identify as yesterday. You were a happy, happy person. $7.5 billion in cash. <laughs> I know. It's, that's my point. It's just pff, millions. Forget it. But billions, no problem. And I've been stuck on this billion thing because... You know, last week I watched the the football game from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Brand new SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. 
and they made such a bad it's beautiful it's a beautiful stadium beautiful 5.5 a billion dollars now i can't i mean i i'm just it's just amazing to me how that stadium could be 5.5 billion dollars because you look last night watched the uh monday night game played in vegas at allegiant stadium brand new stadium in fact they you know they, they both opened this year allegiant and sofi right and uh allegiant started in fact a year later or you know in 2017 you know approximately a year later than when they started sofi took them a little bit longer to build the 5.5 billion stadium uh allegiant they spent according to this 1.9 billion i had read 1.68 billion or something like that but uh under 2 billion for allegiant stadium and they're not even letting fans in no fans this season at all they made a big deal about that last night the owner was like yeah no fans at all this season we're not going to have 25 percent. i don't want little stragglers i don't want to pick and choose um we're next year it'll be open back up and i want this thing packed okay all right so they spent it's still under two billion right met life stadium built about 10 years ago i mean 2007 which wow it's like 13 years ago 1.7 billion right mercedes in atlanta that was three years ago 1.5 billion okay wembley stadium london 1.5 billion yankee stadium in 2006 it opened in 2009 actually uh 1.5 billion and at&t here in dallas uh arlington texas uh 1.48 billion dollars now how does sofi how do you make that jump for over three and a half 3.6 bill 3.5 3.6 billion something like that uh over almost 4 billion but you know what we'll we'll go low we'll undercut 3 billion 3 billion dollars more for sofi stadium i don't know how you get there it's just incredible I don't know if they have. I know two teams are supposed to play there. The Rams and the Chargers are supposed to play in this stadium. Do they have separate locker rooms for each team? Probably. Do they have separate locker rooms for each visiting team? If you're there to play the Rams, you go over there. If you're there to play the Chargers, you go over there. I mean, they obviously, I I don't know. I don't know how you get from just under $2 billion for this Allegiant Stadium to over three billion dollars more in la i mean wow i know the property all right the property values are you know a big difference um sofi was built on i don't know 160 acres or something like that which is you know that's (laughs) a lot of money in la that was the old racetrack and it's in a prime location i get it but is that three billion dollars more i mean allegiant is in vegas in the you know las vegas and it was built on what was allegiant i mean allegiant was built on what 60 acres something like that and it's two billion so yeah 62 acres for allegiant i I was reading all about these stadiums the other day because i was just amazed at this how how can it go to be 5.5 billion dollars and i said 162 acres i apologize I apologize. All right. I don't want to have to go on Instagram and apologize for being wrong. It's on 298 acres in LA. I get it. 
I know it, it's just this prime property, but five billion over five billion for the stadium. I mean, they, they've got to have. It's got to be a city underneath. Maybe Elon has built the city underneath, or he's that's going to be the that's going to be the underground garage for his cars traveling in the tunnels. I don't know. I don't know how you get there. I don't know how. But it just uh, boggles my mind. But it also goes back to. I mean, it's it's hard for me to believe. I mean, it's hard for me to believe. And I don't know how to how to get there. And you know, because I'm a bum and you know, I'm living in a trailer like you. I mean, those of you that don't live in a trailer, you live in a nice house, and I'm in a trailer. But uh, and I got a porch. Anyway, the I just I can't wrap my uh, arms around billions. Right? I mean, a company gets purchased for seven point five billion cash, and we're building stadiums for billions of dollars. And one stadium makes the jump from two to five, over five billion. I mean, I remember I was living in Tampa. I don't know if you know this. I lived in Florida for a while, and they had such a big deal over building the new Raymond James Stadium that the Bucks play play in. Okay, you know that stadium has got to be a dump now. A dump. It's. I mean, just a dump. It was built back in. Raymond James was built in 19... It was opened, opened, opened in 1998. I remember when it was being built. I remember going... I remember parking when construction had just started for Raymond James. We were still going to uh, events at uh, the Big Sombrero. And, uh, you know, they were just... They had got the go-ahead. They were breaking ground. They were building Raymond James Stadium. And it cost $168.5 million. $168.5 million. That was they. That was in 1998 or you know 96 when they broke ground, and then they, so we'll just say 1998, right? And even today's money, they're saying that's 264 million. Okay, all right, 264 million. In 2019 money, because that's not today's money. Today's money, it's got to be 300 million. So even we'll give them that. Let's say Raven James is worth 300 million right now. All right, that ain't 5.5 billion, my friends. <laughs> and that means that Raven James is a dump and it's not a dump it's a it's a nice stadium but i mean it's not 5.5 billion i just it's not 7.5 billion i i don't know how you do it i want to i'd like to see the breakdown and of course they're going to send it to me (laughs) i'll get the complete breakdown and i'll believe it (laughs) what they sent to me i'll believe what they sent to me is true but somebody has got to be, there's got to be some cash going to somebody's pocket somewhere, and it's got to go here and there and everywhere because I I don't know how you make that jump. I don't know how you make that jump, but sure is pretty. Sure is pretty. Speaking of being pretty. That was Jill Biden being pretty back in uh, 1972. He claims uh, that they met Joe and Jill got together uh, on a blind date. And it was uh, after Jill had been divorced from her husband, Bill. And they got together and it was wonderful. And he'd been dealing, remember, with the with the trauma of losing his first wife and a child and the, and the crash. And it was so horrible. According to Bill, uh, Jill's ex... Uh, that's not really true. Uh, Joe was having an affair with Jill prior to uh, prior to uh, them getting a divorce. In fact, that's what probably uh, you know helped along the divorce. 
is that uh, Jill was, uh, you know, taking care of a little business with Joe on the side. <laughs> you know, is it a big deal? I get it is when he, when he lies about it. You know, instead of saying we met and I've begged for forgiveness, I shouldn't have done it. We went out on some dates, you know, whatever. I mean, I get it. It happens. Should you have an affair with someone else's wife? No. Does it happen? Of course it does. But he claims he was uh, going somewhere. He owned a bar and he, he, he introduced Joe to Jill back in 69. And now he, and he says his buddy, he was out, out doing business out of state. And his buddy said, uh, you know, said his wife's Corvette that she loved, Jill's Corvette, was in this accident. And uh, it wasn't her that was driving. It was Joe. So, and that, in fact, is what made them, made him say, uh, get out. So, is it a big deal? I don't know. This guy wants to sell his book. I know he's hawking a book. He probably needs a little money, you know. So, would it be a fun would it be fun to talk to Bill Stevenson, Jill's ex-husband? Yeah. Yeah, it would. It'd be fun to talk to him and hear him, you know, beat up Joe Biden and uh, blow, as he puts it, uh, blow the lid off this sham story. But we already know Joe's dead sham stories his whole life. We don't even know if Joe remembers the real story now, right? I mean, he might actually believe the lies that he's been telling all this time. Yeah, it was a... It was a blind date. It was fine. Okay. All right. All right. No problem. We all know the truth, Joe. It's okay. I don't know why it's such a big deal, but it is. Because, you know, you broke up a marriage. And, you know, your wife had just passed away, so it didn't matter to you. Right? You just wanted to have a woman in your life. So, I guess that makes it okay. Right? Right.